But you know what? I thought you were mysterious like my mother until it turned out the mysterious just meant depressed, all right? Hard to reach. I mean, I'm dying here. I don't like going out. You know that I get anxiety when I have to meet people. You know how hard that is. Everything you touch turns to shit! Like King Midas' idiot brother. Jesus. But if you two aren't the biggest pair of fuck-ups I've ever met in my entire life... Hello again, everybody, and welcome to Give Us a Second, a mini-sode series brought to you by the greatest moments in the history of forever, and this is our 19th episode, a preview of coming attractions. That's right, we're doing something we've never done before. Do we not say our names on the Give Us a Seconds? Sometimes we do. Okay. I'm Zach. I'm Matt. (laughs) And this is our 19th episode. (laughs) And it's a special one. Yeah, we're talking about movie trailers we're kind of previewing you could argue that we actually like trailers more than we like movies sometimes i think everybody probably i really like get a lot of anxiety if i'm not getting into the theater in my seat for the trailers Uh, yeah i mean i agree with that there are times when the trailers can be frustrating there's so many now there's they're like a half hour yeah and sometimes they're straight up garbage or You've seen the same one so many times. If you see a lot of movies, you tend to see repeats and whatnot. But for the most part, I enjoy it still. Right. And it's a good way to get excited about what's coming out in the future. So throughout the history of our podcast, we've only really talked about past things that we've already seen. That's true. Or we've, you know, occasionally we've touched on the Oscars or whatever. That's right topical at times this is the first time we've kind of embraced the coming attractions which is a huge part of the movie going experience for us and a huge part of our lives and i'm super excited about the rest of 2018 in theaters me too we narrowed it down to seven yeah there could have been 50 i mean for (laughs) me there's really two that i am just like super over the top excited for i know one of them yeah I think I know what the other one is. You probably do. Probably one that we're not doing, like Dumbo. Right, exactly, (laughs) yes. No, Dumbo doesn't come out until next year. These are all coming out in October, November, and I think only one in December. So this is the next couple of months. Really the the meat of uh, Oscar season. Yeah, although, to be fair, probably the best picture winner not among (laughs) the the ones we picked. We just picked the ones that look cool to us. I have no idea what else is coming out past these, whatever. There's no guarantee these will win any awards or anything. These are just what we think look cool. It's just the good time of the year, though, for cool movies. Indeed. So since this is our mini show i guess we should hurry up and get into yeah, it please. before we go too far so as always follow the show on twitter at greatest pod and subscribe to the show on itunes and i'd like to take this opportunity to thank our listeners our, our download yeah, numbers have seriously been strong, for really healthy. sticking with us and coming back if you took a brief you know reprieve and we're happy to have you back the episodes are longer than ever and People still downloading. Honestly, I don't require know. It's so shocking. much work. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I should have listened to you all those years ago when you said that long episodes was where it was at. I didn't know for our podcast because I knew that we tend to stink. Well, that's true. That's a good point. For the podcast I listen to, I do enjoy ones that have really long episodes. Anything that can I need just to eat, eat up a, that right, day. minutes out of your day. 
as much as possible. If I could have a four-hour daily podcast to listen to, that would be a dream. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, just helping, you know, get you by. Okay, so let's get started. The biggest trailer of the year. My life. Is the first one to come out. October 5th, Bradley Cooper's directorial debut. So many things to just get into here. I mean... Well, can we get into the title? Please. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to yeah, jump the gun here. A Star is Born, starring Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper. And directed by Bradley Cooper. It's just like nuts. I mean, when you first see the trailer and Bradley Cooper is like this successful country western singer almost. I guess Very, not really. It's like pop country. No, I mean, I would say it's like country rock. Yeah. Kind of like uh, Crazy Heart with the vibes. Right, with the long hair, and then it's just like directed by Bradley Cooper comes across the <laughs> screen. You're just like, what? And then you just get into that conversation where it's just like, so Bradley Cooper's making his directorial debut, and it's a remake, as we found out later. Well, more accurately, it's the third remake right, okay. of this story. Yeah. Okay, well, that's inspiring that Bradley Cooper is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> really just motivated to make this movie and lady gaga's in it just playing this sort of ridiculous character <laughs> i don't know i mean she looks like just a an aspiring young musician well almost every single person has told her that they like the way she sounds but they don't like the way she looks yeah you like that line i mean it's lot. the most insane <laughs> thing ever that i've ever heard in a trailer i mean some people I I think Lady Gaga is smoking hot. Okay, and, thank but you. But I think a lot of people find her like unconventionally attractive. Well, like, that's the best kind. The, she doesn't have like the Britney Spears look. Or but something. I, I mean, it's even though she kind of does. Well, really. but it's multifaceted. <laughs> yeah, I think she is a babe. A, but also B, almost every single person has told her that. Yeah. <laughs> Who are all these people walking around being like, we don't like the way you look? Do you write songs or anything? I don't sing my own songs. Why? I just don't feel comfortable. Why wouldn't you feel comfortable? Almost every single person has told me they like the way I sounded, but that they didn't like the way I look. I think you're beautiful. Yeah, just an unbelievable trailer. It's got just great... Sam Elliott. <laughs> great music. Sam Elliott. Dave Chappelle. Yeah, this cast is crazy. It's got Cooper, Gaga, Sam Elliott, Dave Chappelle, and... Not in the trailer, but listed in the cast, Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, wow. I think Did playing Lady know. Gaga's dad, oh. <laughs> <laughs> which oh, can only be right. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just like watching the trailer, you're so sucked in. We've talked about it multiple times. The uh, cinematography of it looks incredible. Yeah, it looks I mean, Terrence malick Right, that's what we're saying. It's like, this is what we wanted Song to Song to be, even though we don't know what this is. Yeah, because so well, the thing with Song to Song is like it didn't have any songs. Right. <laughs> I mean, it just didn't. The, the, this looks the like two... the visuals of Song to Song with the story and with great music. Right, the two songs that you hear in it both seem awesome. Yeah, it looks great. Every time I see it, I'm like, this is going to be my favorite movie of the year, without question. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> and I mean... My feelings towards it have evolved over time because I think the first time I saw the trailer, it seemed goofy. I was like, this seems so absurd. <laughs> I don't know why. Just I, mean, I feel like it looks fine. I, I don't. Well, now I think it looks like it's going to be the best movie I've ever seen. 
So the original was from 1937, starring Janet Gaynor and Frederick March. Then they remade it in 54 with Judy Garland and James Mason. And then in 76 with Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. We're on round three or of the remakes. This is the fourth one, basically. Okay, right. And it's been kicked around since 2011. Originally, Clint Eastwood was attached to direct with oh, Beyonce no. to star... Everyone has been offered this movie. DiCaprio, Will Smith, Tom Cruise, all were at one point offered the lead. Cooper finally jumps in, and now he's directing it. Okay. And it looks like from the trailer, I mean, I know we're getting ahead of ourselves, and we're just setting ourselves up for massive disappointment, <laughs> but, I mean, from the trailer, it looks like they've struck gold. Here. Oh, yeah. It just looks great. It looks like the type of movie that people could really just get behind. I will just say, <laughs> no matter how it all goes, and you know, if we walk out of that theater, or I guess really the first indication is always when you see those initial Rotten Tomato scores come out. Yeah. And it can kind of set up that first disappointment. But I just feel like no matter what, the ride with just this trailer alone has been worth it for me. <laughs> I haven't enjoyed a trailer this much in so long. Yeah, we have to wait until October, but the early word on this will probably start coming out in the coming days, really, because I think it's premiering August 31st at some it's festival. A, kind of a bummer now. Again, it's just like the age of information and all the stuff always being out there all the time, but I, I would love to just go in pure, not know what people think of it, but it's probably not going to happen. Yeah, it's unlikely. Right. Moving right along... A week after that, we have Bad Times at the El Royale, which is a crime mystery thriller movie brought to us by Drew Goddard, who wrote and directed the film. Uh, he did Cabin in the Woods, which was great. He did the original Cloverfield. To me, the trailer is fun. There's a lot of like fun actors and seemingly... Jeff Bridges. Right. Dakota Johnson. John Hamm. John Hamm. Nick Offerman. Chris Hemsworth. It just seems like there's going to be a lot of crazy characters in it. It feels to me like this movie could stink. Yeah, definitely. It reminds me of like that movie Identity from years ago with John Cusack. I did see that in the theater. <laughs> uh, I didn't think it was that bad. No, no. But I, I, but I don't it, really remember it. Though. Yeah, I started off liking it. As it goes on, it kind of starts to be like... Uh, yeah, it has that vibe. Or it like also has Lucky a vibe. Numbers, or no, not... What was the... Smoke and Aces. It kind of feels like Oof. that. Yeah. I, yeah, I hope not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's set in the 60s at the El Royale Hotel near California's Lake Tahoe. I don't know if that's a real place. I'm assuming it might be. I don't know. But, I, well, I know Lake Tahoe is. I'm talking about the actual El Royale. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> it does have kind of a vibe of Cabin in the Woods, though. Like True. Like the whole yeah. part where oh, they're watching absolutely. the rooms right. and all that stuff. It's It's got that... Yeah, I could surface level story yeah, with something good. dark underneath happening kind of thing. I think, you know, this is one where you kind of maybe have to check your brain at the door and just have a good time. Like right. it's just going to be crazy and yeah, yeah. silly. Who knows? I, I think I'm, it looks I'm always cool. up for that. Yeah. Looks very colorful. Right. <laughs> which <laughs> we enjoy. Yeah, come on. Also that Friday, which will be a big weekend, we're going to get the reunion of director Damien Chazelle with Ryan Gosling for First Man. Yeah, this looks pretty good. The uh, another one where like the cinematography it just looks incredible. It has that kind of like old grainy feel, but also kind of looks like sharp looks, at the same time. It looks a little bit like if you did a high definition presentation of 
home movies from the 60s. There you go. <laughs> yeah, right. Because it looks crisp, but like it still has that look as if you're watching this on a projector in someone's basement yeah, yeah. or something. It's got so a Wonder cool. Years feel. I'm not like crazy about the content. I just, I don't know. Well, biopics have a tendency to be boring. Yeah. For sure. Right. And space movies for me are kind of a mixed bag. Yeah, not my favorites. Unless it's, you know, like completely fiction. <laughs> then I'm in. Yeah, unless an alien is popping out of somebody's <laughs> stomach, <laughs> then forget it. But, yeah, it's based on the life of Neil Armstrong and depicts the years leading up to the Apollo 11 mission in 1969. And, of course, Kyle Chandler is in the movie. <laughs> I think you can just tell by the looking at it. You're like, Kyle Chandler will be in this. <laughs> and he is. <laughs> right. Wow, that's a fresh take. Uh, executive produced by Steven Spielberg, because, of course, uh, right, yes. we're doing something like this. Spielberg's okay. got to yeah. be involved. He's got to put his touch <laughs> on it, yeah. We'll later find out that he was directing some scenes. It's so crazy, though, that Shazil is basically like my age, and he's already won a, an Oscar for this Best Director. This is a weird sort of turn. Like, you never know what to expect. It's like you do two movies where music is very much kind of involved, and then you're just going a biopic about the fucking moon landing. Yeah, it's a big swing. It's yeah. a big swing. I mean, you got Gosling. Gosling loves to do two movies yeah. with directors. Right, yes. <laughs> Did you ever notice that? Like, yeah, that is true. We did The Place Beyond the Pines recently. That was his second movie with C in France. He did, he did Winding two, Refn. Yeah, he did two with Winding Refn, Only God Forgives, and Drive. Drive. And he's done two with Shazil. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Somebody's got to get him lined up next. He likes to double dip on the O-Tours. Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, that's definitely Oscar bait, but it could be cool. Yeah, uh, it does look cool. I think having Spielberg involved kind of ensures at least a certain amount of quality like it won't be a total disaster okay probably yeah there's no way it'll be a total no disaster. no i don't think so it could be underwhelming for sure right but i don't think it, people are going to be like shitting all over it probably not <laughs> it's not no. going to be getting like the house that jack built type reviews yeah there's just too many I, I, yeah i just feel like there's too <laughs> many pieces that people love involved i mean i just feel like people love ryan gosling yeah it's strange. Sometimes you will see backlash against Gosling, especially after Only God Forgives. Oh, or, please. Who even saw that movie? Or people didn't like his directorial effort, Lost River, which I love. Oh, boo those people. Yeah, some people yeah. are the worst. Right. But let's get to the real fun stuff, the next two. Obviously, everybody who's a listener of this show is eagerly anticipating the next greatest October in the history oh, of Oh, that's true. Yeah, people can't stop talking about it, really. <laughs> a lot of buzz. Yeah. And so, what better time to get some big horror movies than in this one, this preview episode? And we talked a little bit about our next film last year during a Give Us a Second during the Greatest October, and that is oh, the wow. Halloween sequel which it's just called just Halloween. Kinda, I know. Here we go again. Never has there been a series where there needs to be like so many rules about like what <laughs> which movies match right, up with yeah. which ones. Yeah. What's actually yeah like what's canon and what's not. Everyone in my family like turns into a nutcase this time of year. Yeah, I mean your grandmother is Laurie Strode. She was almost murdered. Wasn't it her brother who murdered all those babysitters? No, it was not her brother. That's something that people made up. Do you know that I pray every night that he would escape? What the hell did you do that for? So I can kill him. 
when you think of a reboot for a film franchise, you think start from scratch. Oh, yeah. But with Halloween, right. it's usually a reboot that just connects cancels out certain right. sequels. Yeah, because it's like I think when H two O, well, it's Halloween one and two, and then H two O, and then H two O and right. Resurrection. Yeah. But now for this new movie directed by David Gordon Green, written Forget by Green, that. Yeah. Jeff Fraidley, and Danny McBride of all people. Mm-hmm. Now we're getting rid of everything. Yeah. And going back to number one. Right. This is a direct sequel to only the original Halloween, and it shares a title. Right. It's the same name, Halloween. Well, it's weird kind of in the middle that we had a reboot and a sequel to the reboot. Correct. The Rob Zombie one's now completely off the Erased from history. Yeah. Halloween is the only franchise that can get away with this kind of stuff. And we talked about this a little bit just in our everyday life. True. Halloween is allowed a certain amount of leeway because the original is a bona fide class. It's just a great movie. Right. It's not... Friday the 13th or something where even the original was kind of stupid. No offense. I mean, I love Friday the 13th. None taken. Yeah. It's not Halloween. Like, right. Halloween is just a well-made, unbelievable movie that happened to invent a genre called, well, I mean, I think there probably were other slasher movies, but Elevated the it. genre. Yeah. yeah, right. And so if the people involved with it over time want to bend the rules and start over and shift and it, you know if you can bring back jamie lee curtis which she's now back playing laurie strode back in the mix they brought john carpenter in we're now. canceling out like storyline points too because it's, okay remember that thing about her being the sister forget it right they tell you right in the trailer she's not michael myers sister which isn't revealed until halloween 2 she dies off camera before halloween 4 and 5 and she dies on camera in Halloween Resurrection, is, that the sequel is, to H2O. That is like a weird plot point, though, that did always get carried on, though. That's an important part of it for the rest of the movies, basically. And then in the reboot, also. That they're brother and sister? Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how I feel about that. This trailer is a little disappointing, I will say that. It feels much closer to Rob Zombie's Halloween than to anything else. There's parts of it for me that, I, I mean, I kind of like there's like that scene with the bus crash and it kind of reminds you of the original movie where the right just, yeah. there's there's some some stuff in there that i like but yeah overall it, it does feel like we could be going back down the rob zombie path it, and it seems maybe like with the some angle, of the violence too it seems the angle they wanted to take was setting up more of like an action showdown between laurie strode and michael myers right yeah but it's odd it's to me like, that they were um, like, let's throw away the brother and sister thing because that was the big connection. Well, like, it's kind of like Terminator 2 where What's-Her-Face just has spent all this time <laughs> becoming like this combat yeah. expert. Yeah. Like that's what Jamie Lee Curtis has been doing. Yeah, it does have a, a T2 vibe to it. But when you throw away the brother-sister thing, it's just I don't understand what their connection is. Why are they drawn to each other like this now? I don't I, know. I don't know. It's very strange. I mean, it's probably going to end with, like, Michael Myers, like, fucking her. I I will say, no matter what, I'm always in for this, the kind of, like, October time frame, like, Haddonfield, just, like, that sleepy town feel. Like, no matter what iteration of it, I'm always into that vibe. This is Blumhouse, which is hit or miss. They've done some great stuff. They've done some shitty stuff. But they always know how to make a profit. And this movie is a $10 million budget. It's coming out October 19th. It's got Jamie Lee Curtis back. 
has John Carpenter involved as the composer, executive producer, creative consultant, and they're even bringing back Nick Castle, the original Michael Myers, which I mean, oh makes wow, no I didn't realize really. that. Yeah, but that's pretty nuts. Judy Greer's in it. This movie is guaranteed to make that budget back, mostly because Judy Greer. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be a money maker, and I, I'll be interested to see how they move forward if this is like the start of a new franchise. One thing or from what, the trailer that I, I did enjoy on this most recent viewing is those characters making the documentary or whatever and they're talking about the story and they're just like oh yeah and then he was shot on halloween night by a psychiatrist (laughs) which is just kind of funny when they just throw it out there like that well i mean they say he killed three innocent teens right and then he was (laughs) shot by a psychiatrist though (laughs) yeah okay and one of the most fun plot points after halloween on november 2nd we're getting another horror remake this is the other one for me. Yeah, that, that's that, what I thought. Uh, yeah, I mean, the trailer for this is just mind-blowing. <laughs> I'm so in. This is Luca Guadagino's remake of Suspiria. It looks unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, the look of this from the trailer, just that just that dull kind of like 70s horror movie look. That yeah, it's, it just I, I, The fact that you can even kind of recreate that look and make it look like this is, you're just like, holy shit. This is a remake of the 1977 Dario Argento film, and they're setting the remake in 1977, which is great. Don't modernize this. You don't have to. No, no, yeah. And I do think, yeah. um, Just that weird kind of cold feeling to it. Yeah, the original is known for, like, these bright colors and crazy... I, I don't even know how to explain it. Just great shots, but, like, vibrant colors in it. Yeah, yeah. A lot of reds and greens, and it's just very bright and crazy looking. And this seems to be going in a completely different direction almost intentionally, which oh, is I know. kind of cool. Because you're not going to be able to just redo what somebody else already did. And I kind of like what this dude, he's the guy that did Call Me By Your Name. I kind of like his take on this. He basically said explicitly that the film is not a remake, but instead an homage to the powerful emotion he felt when he first watched the original film. Which sounds super pretentious, well, but yeah. that is the best way, I think, to approach something like this and not try to just redo something that someone else has already done, but I kind mean, of put your own spin on even it. Even these scenes from the trailer, there's some stuff in it that just seems like so unsettling and just like harrowing to me. Yeah, I mean, the the story out there is that Quentin Tarantino cried that it was so good. Oh, God. <laughs> Sometimes he's just so hateable. This one... Stars Dakota Johnson, Tilda Swinton, Mia Goth. I guess I shouldn't say that with friend of the show, Eli Roth. (laughs) Jessica Harper and Chloe Grace Moretz. Jessica Harper was the star of the original, but is now in a different role in this one. This one also a budget of only $10 million, so it's like a minimal risk. I I think this will probably split audiences similarly to how like hereditary did which we haven't talked about hereditary yet on the show at all but that's we've so talked far about it my, off mike a lot though that's so far as my favorite film of 2018 before we get into these ones that we're talking about yeah now. wow so another big year yeah i'm excited for that's Suspiria. like the movie industry is back <laughs> this is another one similarly to a star is born this is another project that's been kicked around for a while and david gordon green of all people, doing the Halloween remake oh, I know. was well, originally going to be doing Suspiria in 2008 with Isabelle Huppert involved, and it was scrapped due to financing issues. 
but here we are, you know, oh, a decade later. It is weird, though. Finally. I guess it's just like, wow, here we are. And how much time do I spend, like, complaining about the remakes? And, and it's just, like, two of the movies that I'm most excited about this year are remakes. <laughs> I guess that's just, like, where we're at now. It's kind of like people are taking this whole new thing with the remakes where it's just, like, it's a remake, but it's just a completely different thing. Yeah, I mean, it's a way to get projects made now is to just go under the umbrella of a remake. But yeah, it's still kind of right. your own take on it which although it's just like who are these people that were really like calling for the suspiria remake i mean there's probably a lot of people that are like like loser nerds like me well yeah who like are into like horror well absolutely but they're not usually the ones kind of out there whose voice dictates these things this guy you know he's had some success with call me by your name although i think he was already working on this suspiria thing what just like a weird jump between movies too well, yeah, I think I can't even remember the name of the movie that he worked on with Tilda Swinton and Dakota Johnson. It was like something before the splash I, I don't know, or yeah. something. Okay. It looked like some I don't know what it was. Oh, it was, wait, hold on. I think I, I, I think I've watched that movie. It was on HBO on demand for a while. <laughs> yeah, that's the movie he was working on. Oh, He's like, okay, I'm going to okay. make Suspiria with these people. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't even <laughs> think of, even like crazier. those two were in a movie together. Yeah. OK, so we got two more quickly the favorite coming out november 23rd another fun trailer uh rachel wise reprising her role as my cousin rachel (laughs) (laughs) this was the latest film from yorgos lantimos who did the lobster and killing of a sacred deer he's on that a movie a year train right now i'm still this is like a big hole for me in just my life overall i still have seen neither movie i think he his first well i don't know if it was his first but his first like breakthrough was dog tooth or something i didn't okay no yeah so i need to before i see the favorite we need to just do a night or two of like the lobster and killing of a sacred deer yeah this one looks kind of fun i can't really tell what the tone of this movie is it seems like it's comedy but like fucked up too right which is a good combo (laughs) something that would be right up our kind of like the genre of this show (laughs) comedy in quotes but also sad and depraved absolutely (laughs) The story focuses on the behind-the-scenes politics between two cousins jockeying to be court favorites during the reign of Queen Anne in the early 18th century. Doesn't sound like a barrel of laughs, but it's got Emma Stone, yeah, yeah. Rachel Wise, and Olivia Coleman. Emma Stone seems like she's going to be just like a firecracker in it. Yeah. Lantimos's films seem to be kind of polarizing i thought the lobster was really great i thought killing of the sacred deer was pretty good although it kind of missed the mark a little bit for me towards the end but at the very least though he's doing like very interesting creative weird stuff, movies yeah and it's always great to get big stars involved so this will kind of be a, a weird role for emma stone and finally december 7th finally 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 under the Silver Lake will be coming out. <laughs> That's right. I guess. <laughs> Previously, a movie I was very excited about. I don't know what it is. It loses its luster a little bit when it's like right about to come out, and then it gets pushed back. It's the latest from David Robert Mitchell. Whose Another last great film trailer, was though. It follows. This was supposed to come out June twenty second, and on June fourth, it was pushed all the way back to December seventh. I don't really know. I think there were some rumors that it, they were going to like re-edit it and try to tighten it. I don't know. It does seem like it's going to be like sprawling and crazy. It's seemingly like a neo-noir film. It's about a man who sets out 
on a quest to find the woman he met the night before in his apartment complex's swimming pool after she goes missing, starring Andrew Garfield, Riley Keough, Topher Grace, Zasha Mamet, among others. What the? Who moves out in the middle of the night? Nothing strange about it. She wanted to leave. How does that not make sense? I don't understand why she didn't tell me. Maybe she didn't like you. Maybe she knows you're poor and haven't paid your rent. It already premiered, I think, at the Cannes Film Festival. Got kind of mixed reviews. I think it's sitting at about 61% on Rotten Tomatoes with not like a ton of reviews. It feels like one of those movies where afterwards there's just going to be like so many things to like reference from it, you know? I think just kind of looking at the trailer, it kind of seems like the type of thing that will be kind of hard to follow kind of crazy and if you get too hung up on things you'll feel like it didn't make sense but if you just enjoy the ride maybe you'll kind of have fun with it it's something that i'm sure will pro- it'll be like something that we do for give us a second son <laughs> yeah so you can look forward to those <laughs> in, the near, <laughs> yeah. in the near future right but yeah i mean all in all a very exciting fall we just watched uh, a really cool trailer for a Netflix movie, Hold the Dark, from the director oh, true. Yeah, that of looks Green Room up and Blue Ruin. That looks fucking crazy. I definitely like the trailer for The Outlaw King, another Netflix movie. And what was the other one we just watched? Uh, I can't remember now. The House of Jack Built. Oh, yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. Good, yeah. Wow. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if I can handle that. Climax, the new Gaspar Noe oh, movie. Oh, boy. Yeah. Which apparently I'm is sure not you're going to have like a up. giant like poster for that. <laughs> Well, I don't think that one's supposed to be as fucked up as some of his other ones. Oh, okay. But I don't know. Who knows? There's a lot of cool, crazy stuff. A lot to look forward to. This was a little bit different style. And, you know, we'll be get back to the uh, main regular episodes here shortly. Okay, so there you go. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, that's a good ending. Follow the show on Twitter, at GreatestPod. Thank you for listening and uh, subscribing. And uh, anything well, else? No, we'll see you next time. All right. I encourage you from time to time, and always in a respectful manner, to question my logic.
If you're unconvinced a particular plan of action I've decided is the wisest, tell me so. But allow me to convince you, and I promise you right here and now, no subject will ever be taboo. Except, of course, the subject that was just under discussion. The price you pay for bringing up either my Chinese or American heritage as a negative is, I collect your fucking head. Just like this fucker here. Now, if any of you sons of bitches got anything else to say, now's the fucking time! I didn't think so. Coast to coast to make you smile. A real light look at each of you to capture all that style. You're the red, white, and blue. The funnest things you do. America, America, this is you. Stories from your friends next door, they never told. You might be a star tonight, so let that camera roll. In 1984, I poo-poo on a bus. <laughs> Nobody likes me. <laughs>